0: the bite goes on is up next but first check out this other great show on the radio misfits podcast network
1: destination eat drink i'm brent peterson host of destination eat drink the travel podcast for foodies this week we're visiting christchurch new zealand for something called hokey pokey and
2: we'll learn how to sample marmite so download destination eat drink today on the
1: radio misfits podcast network The following is a presentation
2: of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
0: Hi, welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sandra Bernstein. We are in Sonoma. It's uh, it's a Monday. Glorious day. Glorious day here. Beautiful. beautiful.
2: Yep. Absolutely beautiful.
0: Nice day in Sonoma.
2: Yeah. Not sure if people like heard our rant that went live this morning. Uh, a few weeks ago, our rant about the fires. Yeah, we're in a good mood today because it's beautiful.
0: It's beautiful. I just got back from vacation. I'm feeling good.
2: Yeah, um, you look great. Thank
0: you. Getting yeah. back to work. Healthy lifestyle there in Hawaii.
2: What does that mean?
0: Sun, good food. You know that I didn't. I didn't get a good fish meal though.
2: You didn't. No, I was so. was the fish, the fish is probably disappearing from I just, Hawaii.
0: No, I just ordered. Somehow, I ordered incorrectly at every turn. Mm. Um, yeah. You
2: didn't go to that famous
0: Mama's Fish House? Yeah. No, I'm not paying $60 for a piece of fish. <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> you. Not when
2: you could feed a family of 20.
0: No, no. On Kauai, though, I ordered Ono. Um, oh, it was no. supposed to be really good, and it came out overcooked and dry. And then um, I ordered like a fish stew at the Keolani. God, I'm talking about Keolani. Keolani on, um, <laughs> on Maui, and it was not good. Fish mm. overcooked. Uh. once again um oh I, I had good pokey though good did you
2: write horrible yelp reviews nope.
0: for these restaurants nope, nope. yeah no i just confront the yeah you let the people know. when i'm there yeah and so let them maybe know.
2: they can fix it
0: yeah with the ono i gave them the opportunity i said i, I would like to have the ono but if it's going to taste like this i i don't want to have it and they said well let me get you a menu then because i guess that was the way oh. it was going to come out so okay so then well, I had, at least um, they
2: did something.
0: Right. Did and you then, pay
2: for the Oh No and no, the new thing?
0: No, no. And Maria had, we were we were a group, so we had enough food on the table that I didn't um, have to order anything else. I just said, you know, I'm fine. Had really good octopus. Oh,
2: um, I love
0: octopus. Yeah.
2: We have a guest, actually, that makes yeah, sorry, really, well, uh... no, that makes really <laughs> good octopus. That I, was an incredible segue. I've actually had it.
0: It was maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Um, Kyle, who used to work... At, uh, at the Fairmont with me, um, who's now over in Napa. Um, him and I went to La Salette for lunch one day and had a couple glasses of wine. And I distinctly remember having octopus. Mm.
2: Yeah. Well, really happy to welcome Manny Azevedo.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, of from
2: course. La Salette and Tosca Tosca, Tosca Tosca and cookbook author. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, no, that is. Your book is incredibly beautiful. I meant to bring it today, and then I totally spaced. Yeah, I mean, it's heavy. You need a wheelbarrow. Oh, it's a big one. It's a big, beautiful Uh, one.
0: Color pictures? Oh, yeah. Glossy? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm
2: thinking that the whole country of Portugal sponsored the book.
1: No. Well, it was something that I've dreamt about for a long time, so we threw everything we had at it. It took about three years. Yeah. I'll never do that again. I'll open a restaurant again before I ever do a quick (laughs) book. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cookbooks are hard. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 It was,
0: well, How many days uh, were you cooking, or how many weeks, or how many months, or for the for the cookbook? Yeah. Oh no, it was. It like I said, it was over <laughs> years. three years. Oh god. No, it was. It's
1: hard because it's it's the exact opposite of what I like to do. I don't like to sit in front of a computer and 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 work out the recipes in that form. I mean, mm-hmm. so so it was. Um, it, it it was just daunting i eventually just had to check out for a week or so just to really get some progress and uh and it was, a, it, was it was fun we had a uh my ghostwriter or the one who made me look sound intelligent mm-hmm. she, i never actually met her she was in, she's married to a portuguese guy and she lives in england and i met her through my photographer who that's was incredible. my partner that's incredible yeah so what i would do is on my phone i would uh i would dictate the instructions the the head notes and then the instructions and then i would send her the actual recipe and then she would then make it sound great and uh, and it was a great it worked out great for us and, and did
2: she write the stories too she you wrote the story, tell but again, the story I'd, i dictated it she over would, the yeah, yeah
1: and i'd email it to her okay. because it would always be a, we were at different time yeah, zones and right. everything and uh, and i would have spurts where i'd get a lot done and then Weeks would go by with nothing. You could probably relate, and then it it, it, was, it was, yeah. But it was really, really hard. I it came out great. I'm happy with it. Yeah, it's still.
0: Oh, is that for me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank
1: you. Still, still selling. You know, slower now than the beginning, yeah. but they still plug along. Well, they don't along. go bad. No, no
2: that's the one thing. It's our non-perishable
1: item. Yeah. Well,
0: can people get them online, or are they only available? Yeah, at the no, restaurant?
1: they're available on Amazon. They're available um, online. Our website.
0: And, and what's the uh, what's the name?
1: La Salette, the La Salette cookbook.
0: The La Salette cookbook. Okay, L.A. and then S-A-L-E-T-T-E. Correct. Yeah. Because yeah. you have La Salette that's over on the... Yeah. God, what is that? The... the Mercado? East? Yeah, east first. Southeast <laughs> part of the plaza or something, and then Tosca Tosca is more the... On the got western side. It's the western covered. side. Yeah,
1: yeah. The yeah. plaza surrounded. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. And you started with La Salette, and then the idea for Tosca Tosca but, was...
2: What? Where was the first La Salette?
0: What?
1: The first La Salette was uh, in Boy Springs.
0: It was Highway 12, right? Yeah. yeah, across from where Mary's is
1: now. Right,
2: right. Where, right. from Peter and Kirsten. Did yeah. you buy it from them or was there someone else? I bought the business else? from them, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. 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 How was that spot? I mean, I guess the fact that you've moved. Well, <laughs> might it, say something, but you know, looking back, it,
1: those were some good days. My daughter was born right around that time. And uh, we were really only able to be open uh five days a week or five nights a week and it was simpler times that was that was all right we you know during the day i would have my daughter and then at night i would hand off the kid and, as, and then i'd come to work and um and it was nice we had two real days off i mean sometimes i long for that you know the yeah. income was nowhere near right. you know what it is or need, needed to be but it was pleasant it was nice and it was a cute building it was a, had a parking lot it was a great community restaurant location I thought we we liked it a lot I agree yeah and uh it's a shame that it went south or you know the 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 landlords never took care of it but that's neither here nor there but we had the opportunity to move to the plaza and and we had to take advantage of that yeah and that changed everything
0: well yeah what was so what do you think the breakdown was in the old location of local versus tourists as opposed to where La Salette is now Back then, it was mostly
1: locals, just the neighborhood folks. Somewhat bicycled, you know. You know, there's a lot of folks in that side of town that don't want to deal with traffic. Yeah. You know, I think a Boy Springs restaurant location even now can do well if if you just somehow you know can capture the locals and but have it, parking. Yeah, yeah, and that place had parking, which was yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say back then it was probably eighty percent, 75%, 80 percent locals. Wow. We'd That's get some, what I would think, yeah. yeah. We'd get some folks from the Mission Inn, which was nice because we were just mm-hmm. down the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very grateful for that. And uh, and now on the plaza, you know, during the weekend it's a little different. But I would say maybe 60%, 50% tourists. Okay. Or folks from out of town. But In but,
2: season? Does it flip off season? Or? You know, I
1: don't have the best way to track that. I just kind of you, wing it. It's a it. gut. But, but it's yeah. a gut feeling. Yeah. yeah but... You know, we have, a, because it's an ethnic restaurant, and we've been around 20 years, and we're kind of a destination place because of the ethnicity of it. Mm-hmm. We, we do get quite a bit of what I, I call them regulars, but they're really from out of town, too. They come from San Jose or the East Bay or, you know, Petaluma, and just because that we're the only mm-hmm. show in the area for Portuguese food. Right. So it kind of gets fuzzy in that, in that area. Yeah. But but yeah, we've been fortunate. We've been able to the, the customers that we lose because we're unknown, we're an unknown cuisine, we've been able we were able to make up because uh, we have an outside, we're kind of a destination for folks who are looking for Portuguese food.
0: And a nice little outdoor area too. Yeah, no, the yeah. patio, especially mm-hmm. this time yeah. of
1: year. You can't beat it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then in the winter when when it when it rains come, it also gets a little slower. And that's hours, you know, the days are, sh- are are shorter. So we, you know, we do get slower in the winter, but thankfully it's not, doesn't hurt as much as I would, as mm-hmm. I would think.
0: I, when I think of Portuguese food, though, I kind of think of that kind of weather. I don't know yeah. why I think of being like, I think of Portugal. I think of like being near the water and it kind of being gray and a little mm-hmm. foggy or something. I don't know. It's, I, I think you kind yeah. of crave that, that food when the weather's like that. Yeah,
1: there, I mean, Portugal is a, like a mini California in a way, if you, if you think about it. it. The northern part would feel a lot like you're describing. And, mm. and, uh, but the further you go south, it starts to feel a lot like, you know, Southern California or, uh-huh. where it's sandy beaches and, and hot. And then the yeah. islands is exactly as you're describing.
0: Because you're not actually from Portugal. You're from, what is it, the Azores? The Azores Islands, yeah. yeah,
1: the Portuguese Islands of the Azores. Yeah, we, uh, Did
2: you live there?
1: We, I was born there, and we immigrated when I was two.
2: Okay, do you remember it?
1: No, I don't remember, of course that initial trip, but we've been back uh, we went back when I was about seven, eight years old, and that was very, very influential time. Um, I was old enough, thank goodness, that I could remember what it was like um, and in, a, in a way that changed my life, I think, at the time. And um, you know so I was old enough, I could remember and, uh, and young enough so that I, we did go several times during my uh, my youth and then i try to go pretty regularly too oh
2: good do you still have family there
1: my dad's side of the family is largely there and my mom's immigrated here for the most part yeah yeah so it's
0: um well then you didn't you didn't go the traditional route which we hear more and more of, of you didn't go to culinary school right you pretty much were on the job uh, yeah working at kenwood uh, grill
1: uh, yeah, Kenwood Restaurant. Kenwood Restaurant. Yeah. With oh. Max. With Max. Yeah, that was those were good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my first job was actually at the location. I don't know if you guys remember the Ribcage. I mean, that's going way back. That's no. Even, that's going way back. It used to be called the Ribcage. I was 15 years old, actually a little under 15, but I lied. And I went in and uh, uh, it was the old old La Salette location. It used to be in that same spot. It went from the Rib Cage to... Papagayo, or I went to a few incarnations before it was Bear Flag Cafe. Okay. And I went, and that was my very first job, uh, washing dishes. And then I went uh, quickly, it was a rib joint, so it wasn't that hard, but I quickly moved up to head cook. And then it went out of business. I like to think it wasn't because of me, but, but I don't think it was. There was some, no, I'm there sure was some, it wasn't. There was some hanky panky going on in mm-hmm. the kitchen, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But I was not involved. Uh-huh. Um, and so things went south with that. And, and, but but I, did, I did good. I built some confidence in, in myself with, with my ability to kind of, you know, once given a shot to, to move, a lot, move up the ladder, such as it was. But my dream had always been to be a mechanic. And, um, and that was still my dream. So I. Wait, why? Well, from a very early age, I was, I've just been always a tinkerer. I, if I had a toy, it would just be a matter of time before I tore it apart, apart to see how the guts worked. And, and it's just the way I always was. I was always just resourceful, even borderline manic. I always had to be doing something. And uh, I'm still that way. And at least the manic part. Um,
0: <laughs> and,
1: and then, um, so that, and then being an immigrant family, and I was the oldest of four, I was relied on a lot. I was the interpreter. I, you know, I didn't I didn't know English until I went into kindergarten. But once I picked up English, then my my parents uh, utilized me as they should to help them translate because they didn't speak any English. So I was kind of thrust into a very adult situation. And it, it included, when my dad had got his first car, included things like, you know, going to the repair shop or even trying to repair things myself. And because I was half-handy, you know, I could... I could change a wiper blade. I can do some of the basic stuff stuff at a very young age, and and so my parents, of course, always encouraged, supported me uh, whenever it was work related. So <laughs> that kind of drove me into that. Hey, I'm half good at this. I like it. Okay, I'm going to be a mechanic. Hmm. You know, and so from a very young age, that's what I wanted to do. I at the high school, I even won a few awards for for some national um, tests that were done for being a mechanic. I went to uh, then from there, I went to the JC. Did, so did
2: you you move from Portugal to Sonoma?
1: We moved yes to Sonoma. It was Sonoma County, but then we quickly settled back directly here in, okay. in Sonoma Valley. Yeah. Wow
2: how did how did they pick Sonoma County?
1: My aunt had immigrated some years earlier. Are uh, they
2: with the Matto's cheese?
1: Nope. Uh, no. Not related. No, no. There's a lot of us. We just okay. <laughs> we, just, we just all blend you don't in. Wear but the same uniform. no No. No. But, no my aunt immigrated. Um, it's actually a funny story. My my uncle, T. George, George was his name. He went to he he immigrated. I think in the 50s or 40s, and with his family. And then he went back to the to the islands in search of a wife. He apparently was chasing after my mom. My mom said, "No, no, not interested." And then he settled on my aunt. Yeah.
2: Mom's sister. <laughs> yeah,
1: who is, she was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. She passed away, but she's awesome. And um, so they got married, came back here, and then that was probably in the early 60s or thereabouts. And then they sponsored our family to come. So, that, oh. so then my dad, he sold the only things he owned, which was a milk cow and three oxen two oxen and a milk cow
0: how much do you get for a milk cow i don't know have <laughs> 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 to move though that's amazing i mean yeah
1: no but that's gutsy there's times where i look yeah. back and i think okay when my daughter was the two years old i said okay kim visualize this we are now going to get up and we're going to move to a country we don't know the language right. we don't know anything and we're going to start from scratch we do know we have one relative <laughs> yeah. that we know Okay, let's do it. And it's like, yeah. how do you do that? But
0: at least now we have like Google. Don't you dream like you though? could look up. I dream up, about yeah. doing that. Really? Yes. That's scary as hell. Yeah. No,
2: well, I don't want the scary part. I just like dream of being in different places.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, that was it. Was mm. scary. My mom, you know, had a, a hard time, but she uh, adapted. You know, were
2: there all four of you at that time? No, it was a uh, my brother, here?
1: my brother, and myself. Uh, I was two. He was one. And then my sister Lucia and my brother william were born here yeah and uh yeah so we went came we originally landed in in healdsburg and then we uh and then we worked our way to sonoma valley we Mm -hmm. had various my dad my dad was a milker milk oh
2: got it i was was, gonna ask what
1: his yeah that was okay that was back in the days when there might have been more cows than vineyards yeah so he was busy Mm -hmm. He did that, and that's how we, you know, we raised the family. And
2: did your mom? She stayed home with the she kids. Was, she was
1: stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. for the most part. We, at one point, you know, maybe when I was around ten or so, she started cleaning houses to, to help out. Mm-hmm. You know, make a little extra money. We were all getting a little older. We would watch each other, mm-hmm. and then she would just bring us along too. So right. we would we would we'd make short work of cleaning. A,
2: Who did the cooking?
1: My mom did. Um, was she a good cook? Yeah, she was a good cook, but she she did you know just very basic. <laughs> that well, wasn't no, that wasn't not, a, we're that not wasn't a talk about my, of, we're not I know. Talk well, here's the thing. My mom's Here, here's here's the thing. If I say my mom was not a good cook, then then she's going to hear this and I'm going right, to get it exactly. Big time. My, so yeah, my, my mom was a good cook. Right. But, things
2: are different. You're a professional
1: yeah, cook. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but, but she, she still teaches me a lot. And so, but here's, so here's what, the role she played.
2: Mom, she, don't be mad at yeah, us. please
1: don't be mm-hmm. mad, Mom. I, I, yeah. And I named the restaurant after her, La Salette. So oh. I, I'm doing what I can to yeah, make up exactly. for anything I do bad. <laughs> but she, um, she cooked family favorites, you know, in quotes. And things that were that fed a family of six easily enough. And and it got it done. My dad um, had a small garden, and we'd get the fresh vegetables from the garden. And and my plus uh, my dad being a dairyman, he would get a half a cow a year. That was part of his compensation. Mm-hmm. So we'd we'd have beef, and she would make things out of that. And um, and it was good, but. But what really inspired me to, be, to get into cooking was that I got a little tired of some of that food after you know mm-hmm. being around the house 15, 16 years. So I, always, w- 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 I was always thrilled when we'd do something different. You know. For, for example, the first time I went to McDonald's, I was 16 years old. We didn't go to McDonald's. A, a special occasion place was in Cottingtown. They used to have a smorgabobs, I think it was called. Yeah. And that would be special occasion and big time. And so we would do that. And I was, and it was thrilling. And that, so that excitement of eating, I think, is what molded me into what I am. You know, in that I just absolutely. Oh, and the first time I had a steak that was cooked properly. No offense, mom, but a steak, <laughs> a steak that was cooked properly. Oh my God, it was so good with a little salt. No, yeah, I mean it was amazing. Yeah. So then I realized, okay, there's something out here, something serious, and that I really, really like. And on my dad's side of the family, always been big eaters, and uh, so there, there's it's in the genes a little bit too. But anyhow. That I forget what got me on this rant, but but the bottom line is that she influenced me a lot, and then when um, partially by some of the old foods that I got tired of, but then going forward when I decided to to be a chef, uh, I didn't really I didn't go to culinary school as you pointed out, so I didn't really have that kind of a training, and I also didn't have a firm handle on what Portuguese food was other than studying it and then what we had at home, which was a very limited Azorean style. Food. So if I'm going to open a restaurant and call myself Portuguese, I need to know sort of what I'm talking about. And um, so what I ended up doing with her help is kind of a hybrid. I had a sense of what California cuisine, such as it was, or it was called at the time, what that was, you know, using local ingredients and and so on and so forth. And then I used my mom to help me a lot with keeping things authentic. Mm. And so when we came together or I came together with an idea for a menu it was a marriage of those two things the the wine country cuisine the presentation that needed to be nice needed to look fresh and be fresh and local as you could be and then still have and then then I had mom help me with bringing in the authentic component because I need a lot of help at that time I, I uh, when we st- I, I was resourceful and passionate but Uh, I didn't, I hadn't gone to culinary school, which is not the answer I've found out. I've had a lot of great people that come and go through the restaurant, some with culinary school education, some without it really, it's, it's inside. It has nothing to do with what you read or or do, although it, it helps. It helps a lot of people. It opens doors. I'm not dissing it, but, but it wasn't the answer for me. So when I started at Kenwood, I, um, had a small auto detailing business before that. And I used to wash Max's cars. Uh, and I then I then when I decided okay I'm gonna uh, like mechanic thing you know I ch- decided that wasn't gonna happen so I decided well
2: was Kim around at that time?
1: Yeah, in fact she helped me decide. I was. <laughs> at, Kim at is that, the wife. Yeah. At at that point, let me back up just a bit. When my mechanic career, I I I worked at the Chevrolet dealership here in town. I worked for Sarah's Construction for a little while. Great experience at both of those places. And then around 21, I had everything laid out for me i had uh, i had a good job with benefits i had just bought a new chevrolet i had a little condo that i bought in santa rosa and, and i was young i'm thinking okay this you're doing all right and then and then i looked across the shop and this is with all due respect for anyone who's a mechanic because i do have a lot of respect for him but i looked across the shop and i thought and i saw the journeyman mechanic who'd been there 25 years and i thought okay so in 25 years that's going to be me and i thought okay Again, no disrespect. I like. Yeah. I mean, I, he's happy. He's doing good. He's got a good family, I'm making lots of money. But that's just not where I see myself. So I had what I call my first midlife crisis, and and that was where we at 21. could call
2: it an epiphany.
1: Okay, that's better. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. Maybe that's better. But at the time, it felt like I just everything went like everything I had all of my life, everything I had planned for. Suddenly, none of it made sense. So I, from twenty one. Till about 25 or six, I kind of putzed around. Worked in some restaurants, did construction, was a server at the Mission Inn. Oh, well. Not a very bad one, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, but not a great one either. Um, it just putzed around a lot. And I met Kim during that time. Okay. Uh, when she, and, then, and then when I was 27, we're getting to the Max story now, there was around 27, uh, Kim and I were dating, and I really had not focused on anything since I was 21. And she said, "You know, this isn't working out. You're not really you're not really amounting to anything here. I'm not seeing where this is going. Uh, I think this is over." Wow. And I, I know she's rough. She's rough. She just, what What was she doing at the time? She was working. Uh, she was working at a real estate agent, a real estate company um, in Santa Rosa, and that's where I met her when I was selling my my condo as part of my epiphany. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so so yeah, I met her and we were dating. For four years, and she finally said, okay, enough. You're not really amounting to anything. I got to think of my future. I'm out of here. I said, no, 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 no. wait, wait, wait. I I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something that I've always enjoyed doing. I'm going to be a chef. And at the time, it's like, okay, I think I can do this. I was half good at in the kitchen when I was doing it. It's something where I could still be my own boss. You know, and, and it fit a lot of the check marks that I, that I wanted. It was something that was half prestigious, you know, so if I did OK, then I then I can at least have, mm-hmm. you know, put my chest out a little proudly. I mean, at a 27 year old, I kind of felt like I felt like I should be somewhere already. So I went back to her and said, OK, I'm going to be a chef. Um, you know, I'm going to work at Kenwood Restaurant and I'm going to go to culinary school and I'm going to make it happen. OK, so she put me on probation for two years. I know, I told you wow. it's rough. She said, Okay, let's see how things go. Well, for two years.
2: Most women will only give you two months. I, know, I think yeah. she was really generous. No,
1: that's not what I thought. I wow. Thought pretty oh my well, god. No, it was pretty good.
2: Yeah, two years to really screw it up.
1: Yeah. But well you did it. I had to but I think no, but it but I had to I had to show progress along the way. <laughs> which which I did, I think. At the time, um, then Max really didn't have anything for me over at Kenwood. All he had was uh, Somebody to come in and wash the bathrooms on on Saturdays, and then a buser on a couple of days a week and, and a couple of lunches a week. So I took it because I knew I needed to get my foot in the door, and I you know had a, either some confidence or or whatever. Just I felt like I could make it happen if I just got my foot in the door. So I did that. So I was a 27 year old pleading with my girlfriend, cleaning bathrooms and busing. So that's where it all kind of began. I figured, okay, now it's time to, to nowhere to go but up. So um so then slowly I, I got into the I got into the kitchen. I was not a very good busboy. I was a better server than a busboy. I was an awful busboy. So I, I I expect more out of my staff than I was able to, ever able to deliver. <laughs> and um so uh I got into the kitchen, making salads, learned a, a lot. And Max is he's tough. He's fair, but very tough and, and and I grew up in that environment. So not everyone in that in that environment you can't even do anymore without it's Swiss in, right yeah Swiss
2: it's very Swiss. yeah it was very yeah. military
1: yeah and he was very old school he did his apprenticeship at fifteen the old mm-hmm. old school European yeah. way and it was, it was it was it was nice to experience that without actually experiencing it mm-hmm. and and he was fair very tough but fair and I learned a lot and i and I thrived in that environment you know and so and then he, was able, he told me at the time, he said, you know, don't go to culinary school. I taught these kids at the, in San Francisco. Trust me, you don't need to go. I'll teach you here. And he, and he did to, some de- to, a, to a certain degree, but it's not the book stuff. He, you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. t- giving me reading assignments, and he wasn't having me really tinker with his recipes or even be creative on my own. I had to do that on my own, um, which I gladly did. So I started putting, reading books and, and, uh, and amassing a little bit of a library and, and tinkering at home. Um, so, and I, so that happened for five, that was five years with that. And then after the two year probation got married. So that was
2: good. Okay. So that
1: was good. Um, so, okay. I had a job, I was married and, and then around the four year mark, then I started letting Max know, Hey, I, you know, I've always been kind of had an entrepreneurial bent. I said, you know, I'd either, either let's go in on something together or give me a piece of what you have, or I'm going to have to venture out on my own. And it was all respectfully done and very good. And he was very supportive. Um, And then eventually what made sense, and which was good, is I ventured out on my own. And that's when I, uh, uh, Bear Flag and Kirsten and... and, uh,
2: Excuse me. So was, did he have any other chefs that he turned out at Kenwood? I always think about like the people that, you know, like... Like Alice Waters. I mean, right. she has put out so many chefs.
1: Yeah. Um, 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 uh, Bertrand from the Glen, Glen Oh, Chris. Yeah. he's He, he worked was there chem- for a while. Okay.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and there's a few others that I think have kind of came and went. Mm-hmm. But, or you maybe know, it, they
2: moved somewhere else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean... It, yeah. yeah, so uh, some might have been before my time. Mm-hmm. But he had a very but tight But you team. have
2: some that have gone off. Yeah,
1: we have uh, Antelmo, who worked for me for some years, has uh, Uma Casa now in, in San Francisco doing really well. Mm-hmm. Jason Santos, who he went to the culinary school and then came on as a chef and then found out that he prefers the hospitality end. So oh. now he's a, a sommelier at Ritz-Carlton, Half wow. I know. So some great... Kids have come through.
2: Someone, didn't someone go open something in Santa Rosa um, uh, off of 4th Street, I thought? Well, my
1: brother uh, at oh. one point worked for me, and then he oh, had a place. Okay. Yes, yeah, yes, My brother, yes, Will. Yes. Yeah. He, what was that called? Oh, geez. It's been a little Sorry. while. Sorry. Yeah, I can't remember. It's called Bistro Allure, I believe, on for okay. a tiny little spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. yeah. And, you know, just I've been fortunate, some good kids. But mm-hmm. like with Max and, and now... Me for the most part, I have staff that have been there a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Alicia's been with me now for 21 years since we opened. Wow! Yeah, and then Francisco, my my second in charge, he's uh, been with me now 15 years, I think. So, and and we have just a lot of people that have been there a long, long time, which is good. And that That's was the case with awesome. Max too. He yeah. didn't ha- he didn't have a lot of turnover. That, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, then we got into uh, Bear Flag Cafe. And during that time, when in preparing for the restaurant, we, there, was a, there was a fork in the road where I could leave it as it was, a successful restaurant with a very approachable name, very approachable cuisine. It was proven, it was working, everything was fine. i just try to build on that. Or I could do where my, what my passion was, which was doing something Portuguese and, and something different. So it was. I, I consulted with friends, and I consulted with Kim, and Kim didn't like the name La Salette. Nah, it sounds too fancy. It sounds French. It doesn't. Uh, what, what does that? What does that even mean? And then my some of my friends who have been in the business, they said, Nah, nah, you should just leave it what it is. You know, you, no one's going to understand this cuisine. Blah blah blah. And uh, and finally, I just decided I, I had to go with my gut, and we decided I decided to go with La Salette, and partially because. If the Portuguese concept didn't go the way I had hoped, I could venture into something more French, mm-hmm. maybe even venture into something Italian, because it was a very big name. So, so that was one exit strategy that I had, because at the time there was nothing. I mean, Portuguese food was um, was there was just there was nothing like that in the area, but Sonoma Valley was, I think, ready for. Something that wasn't Italian, no offense, mm-hmm. and then wasn't mm-hmm. Mexican, mm-hmm. and they were ready for some some new. It was an interesting time. You, that's mm-hmm. when you opened what, a year yeah, before Yeah, there was nothing
2: really French yeah. either.
1: Yeah, and the, so so yeah, so we we opened, and thank goodness, and I'm grateful to this day the the locals were supported it, and they came, and we developed a little bit of a crowd. Very few tourists during that time, you know, they didn't know who we were. Michigan would slowly started giving us some folks, but we were just just out there. And the food, I, the food was good. I think it was good. It was solid. That was interesting about the food is that at the time I didn't really have a, like I said, a hundred percent confidence in my Portuguese chefing. And I didn't have a hundred percent confidence in just chefing in general. Cause I just had an apprenticeship for five years and I did what I could and practiced on my own. But, um, so I really didn't know. And I was worried that, The Portuguese would come in and say, what the hell is this? It's not Portuguese. And then anybody that knew food or wine country cuisine would come in and say, what the hell is this? So what I decided was go down the middle and create my own. And that way I was right. Right you just don't know what it is right. and and it was and it kind of worked in that you know the portuguese took it as okay this is a modern this is a wine country twist on portuguese food mm-hmm. so they were a little less judgmental sort of and then the others <laughs> and then the others who found weird oddities on the menu like clams mixed with pork Which say okay this must be an ethnic thing let's try it out you know Mm -hmm. kind
0: of like the gateway drug to portuguese food it was like you're kind of giving them a little taste of (laughs) well said (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) yeah but it was it it it, it was interesting and it gave me kind of gave me a little bit of an out you know because I, i i could at the time i was very young and and i wasn't very young but i was very new at being a chef i could have easily been called out on a lot of things correctly you know it wasn't authentic portuguese um and now it's i've Learned a lot along the way and traveled and did some. So I feel like I got a handle on it after a few years. But during those, God, it was it was some interesting times. I mean, I remember I remember some very lonely nights when there was like nobody there. Like you know, out there in Boy Springs, it's raining. You're looking out the window at Mary's. You know, it, it was it was lonely. And 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 other times where you were busy and you felt like you were the king of the world. I mean, I remember just just going back to. We're living in Kenwood at the time, just being euphoric, just amazing. And then other times where, you know, a customer would correctly call us out for doing something wrong. And, and it would be like, I suck. What am I doing? <laughs> and, and then, and, you know, in the early days, the way I describe it was every day there was a reason to quit, like for the first year. Wow. Then during the second year, it was like every month okay. there was a reason to quit. <laughs> and, then every, and then after like the third year, it was every two or three months. I mean, now it's like every it's like two years, I think. Well, now we're getting to close to retirement. Yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, oh,
2: when can we retire? Yeah.
1: But I just felt like I'm making progress if I'm not thinking of quitting like every day. Right. In the beginning, it was, it was rough. It was great, but rough at times. But that's um, it's whatever. How
2: many dishes on the menu are from the beginning? Any?
1: Our cod cakes, I mm-hmm. think we did from the very beginning. Cheese, um, the pork and clams from the beginning. There are, I mean,
2: like things you just can't take off. Yeah, just... there's
1: a lot on the menu I can't take off. I think because, you know, and I've tried, and I sometimes I think, well, you know, because I, I envy at times restaurants that do a lot of specials, and and I'm a little more dynamic. At Tosca Tosca, I can get away with a lot of stuff, but at La Salette, I don't know. I sometimes feel like it's just a, just di- dialed in. But I'm not in a I'm not saying that in a arrogant way, but just. Custom, you know, I'm, I work, I'm there to work for them. So that's what they want. And right. if I deviate too much, either it doesn't sell, mm-hmm. you know, or or it, it, just, it just doesn't work. So now there just seems to be these favorites. And I change stuff seasonally, but I bring back what I did last year because right. that's what people want. I, I don't know. And, and I don't think I'm being lazy. And it certainly... Well, I
2: think that works. If, I don't if, think... Yeah.
1: And I think being ethnic, it kind of makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just seems to be what people want. Um so I don't, uh, but but certain dishes like our our scallop dish with the chorizo, mm-hmm. like some some things I'll bring on and they become a hit and then I just know I can't take them off. The bacalao or salt cod, mm-hmm. I, once that came on and it, people really started liking it, I just can't bring myself taking it off. So whenever we think of something new, we have to then decide what we're taking off. Yeah. Right. And then we, get, we hit a wall. It's like, well, right. okay, I'm not taking that off.
0: So I guess we're done. Move yeah. on. <laughs> and then from the beginning, was it, were you serving local wines or did you have an eye on Portuguese wine? At the time,
1: there were no real... There weren't Portuguese wines around to, wow. to be... To, I mean, there was there was a very inexpensive Vingo Verde we could get. And there was a vendor that... A Portuguese vendor that I could get like two reds from. That was it. Wow, That's it. Now it was a different monster, as you know. I mean, there's mm. so many... Uh, in fact, that's why TT is all just Portuguese wines. Cause oh, so. Some...
2: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So at the time it was tough. It was all locals, very local stuff. Even now, La Salette, it's either Sonoma Valley or Portuguese is what our, what we aim for. Yeah. 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 And then the octopus, that's a dish that that's probably the newest dish we put on the menu that we now can't really mess with. And that one that one was my nemesis. I Portuguese are known for <laughs> cooking octopus. I could not cook the.
0: Dip- now, what's there. the trick to it? Because,
2: you have whenever to do I do it with your ears.
0: Well, what, oh, <sighs> you'd have told me this before, but I know whenever I order octopus in a restaurant, until it hits the table and I cut into it, I'm I'm wondering, well, are oh, yeah. they doing it right? Is this going to be tender or is it going to be chewy? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, what we, what we, what finally worked for me was to do it sous vide. Uh, that's well.
1: the only way. That's the only way I could. <clears throat> I could get rid of that gremlin that was keeping me from cooking that thing right. Yeah, yeah. So now we do it sous vide. Alicia pumps out a bunch of those wow. in the morning, and yeah. And so,
2: and, did you do octopus before sous vide was invented, or well, no, after? I tried, but I it, it was hit it. and miss, and yeah. and it's. So and, do you sous vide it and then grill it?
1: And, mm-hmm, we throw yeah, it in the in, in, in the, the oven real quick just oven. to give it a little yeah, wood sear. Wood roasted. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. No, it's mm. so that you could have
2: the, brought some of that for us. Uh, you know,
1: I thought about bringing stuff, but then that would <laughs> no, that would mean going to work. <laughs> exactly. For, even if it was just for want half to a do minute. That.
2: No way. <laughs> no, no. Today uh-huh. I was taking advantage of. And Adele. then, um, why? So I mean, it was boys, then Sonoma, then the book, and then Tosca Tosca.
1: Right. It was yeah. Boys Springs. We moved to Sonoma. Uh, one of my Yes, uh, um, yeah, That Mary's was leaving that location. And um, and they were great to work with. Mary's was just a great organization. Mm. And they were really great. They let us come in. I mean, there's just rest, opportunities don't pop up like that where you can mm-hmm. just jump in. So we moved into the plaza. And that was a rough first couple of years because our business quadrupled. Because we went from a sleepy, you know, five nights a week restaurant. And then you're on the plaza attempting to do lunch and dinner seven nights a week seven days a week and we
2: did the same thing from glen ellen to yeah. sonoma it was hell
1: oh my gosh i mean our ratings do you got have took a liquor a license
2: and... i can't remember no we don't okay you don't have yeah. full like yeah no. we didn't have liquor in glen ellen we came to liquor mm-hmm. it was like oh my god yeah, now that's... you got to order all this other stuff
1: yeah 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 so that was an adjustment staffing too i mean oh the amount of employees mm-hmm. we had to have and yeah that was brutal but financially it was good you know and then finally we got our feet under us it took us a little while and then got our rate reviews a little bit more in line and it's like man that was brutal and then um and then you know my manicness then started i started looking at other things you know um and that's then the cookbook idea came to came to came to mind one of my customers and the photographer came in and he said hey i got an idea i'll do the pictures yeah. you do the food let's do something together so kind of we went from there and um, so that was that was good, and like I said, it was difficult, but it was good. I'm Very proud of it. It's something that I think oh, that I stunning. can, look, yeah, I can look back at and, oh, yeah. and, and do and look it's at your legacy. Of, yeah, so that was good. Good to have that done. And then, then I decided with my sister to open up a place in Hillsburg. Oh, that's right, Cafe Lucia. That's right. Yeah. So we did that, and and that was great. Great experience working with my sister. Hillsburg is a is an odd town i think it, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't feel like sonoma to me and and it was hard the restaurant you know was doing good was doing solidly and then there was a construction. a hotel right next door plus a big infrastructure project they were doing in the middle of the town they're always doing construction uh, there yeah it was it, it was it was brutal it was brutal so there was that i mean that, that obviously is what did us in but but then the, the whole culture of um not to talk bad but the whole culture of the town was just different um, and there really wasn't a lot of support from the chamber that they had there, or even the city. And uh, so, for for all these reasons, we finally just said this is this is not changing anytime soon. And then, of course, the fires happened 2017. So that that finally just we just decided to move on. And and we're, we're good with it. My sister, who really misses the business, I do too. But misses the business now has something a little more stable. The bennies, the whole thing. So she's happy too. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And then I was involved for a short time with uh, Ed Metcalf with Shiso. Yes! Yeah, and that was a fun project. I, I like Ed. I think he's really, really, really talented chef. I love what he was doing. And he needed some help with a structural part of the business, and we, we decided to, to get together and make that happen. And uh, then, you know, after a handful of years, we just... He's, he's my age, too, and he's, it's just the business is brutal. The staff... <laughs> staffing and you can list all kinds of things and it was just getting he was getting tiresome for him it was getting it was hard for me Did to he do
2: come to you and ask yeah. you yeah
1: yeah yeah and um and i was i loved the concept i love what he was doing he's, he's a good guy so i i was glad to do it i was very excited about the whole project but as i said he was he, you know he's just getting tired of all the bs with the restaurant business and i was spreading myself too thin i realized that I just can't do. I'm not. I, I don't have the the infrastructure, or have, or don't know how to create the infrastructure for me to have multiple locations, mm-hmm. except for my little two restaurants. I've, I've come to realize mm-hmm. that, and I'm okay with it. So I, I couldn't devote the time that was necessary f- to that place either. So eventually, we sold it, which is great. The new owners seem to be doing fine over there, and and um, and so that's good. Yeah, very so, nice people. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. The Sonoma has still has a, a, a Japanese place. Yeah. yeah. So that's that was good. And then Kim and I are couldn't be happier. We now just have the, the two little places. Um, Tos- yeah, but you, you, you,
0: we didn't talk about how Tosca Tosca got going. Well, so wait Tosca. a
2: second. We also didn't talk about your entry into Set Menu.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was exciting. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this
0: is, now, this is the last time I heard. Um, now, this is right before you opened Tosca Tosca, that you wanted to open up a place and have sort of a tasting menu Yeah, or what something. happened...
1: What happened was, yes, at the time I had opened Tosca Tosca, in 2000, early 2017 was it? I think it was. Yeah. Anyhow, we opened up Tosca Tosca.
2: Oh, before the fires. Yeah, it
1: was before the fires, and we, and and it was. I was just thrilled with that concept. Everything about it, I loved. It's something I'd mm-hmm. wanted to do for for almost ten years, because at La Salette we used to have a section of the menu. The first section of the menu was called Tosca oh, the, yes, Tasting. The ta-
2: yeah, the little nibbles.
1: Yeah, and there was like sixteen different items. Mm-hmm. And what I love about, loved about that is that I could do things like tripe, uh, pig's ears, yeah. you know, pig's feet terrine, blood sausage, uh, things that people would normally not order. They wouldn't commit to, you know, a 10 or 12 or $13 appetizer portion of it. But they'll commit to $6 or $5 mm-hmm. at the time, whatever it was. And it was a fun way for people to dabble in some things. And so we just had a lot of fun with that. I was able to serve the kind of food I like to eat. Mm -hmm. but do it in a way that that approach it was a gateway into people uh, approaching this unique food and it was highly it was really really popular so I for like nearly 10 years I've wanted to I thought why don't why don't what about a restaurant concept that just does that wouldn't that be cool and you know and I thought, well, I hope maybe there's enough people like me that would like that, and then just very unpretentious, blah blah blah, just like TT is now, just yeah, very it's unpretentious. So we don't have any stems. Don't know what that is over there. Just, yeah. No. Just very, very casual. You know, the glass. What I wanted it to feel like was, was if you're in a little pub or yeah, or Tasca back in the old kind of yeah, in the old country, and I, I wanted it to feel like it was about fifty, sixty years old too, old Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Everything was getting, in my opinion, too pretty. Shiny. Yes, shiny. I was just—it was just, Sonoma was getting too pretty. It was starting to remind me a little bit of what Hillsburg was looking mm-hmm. like, and what Saint mm-hmm. Helena. Yeah, no offense to any of them, but it's just not the yeah, Sonoma that different. I like. Yeah. And I and so I wanted TT to be.
2: You have not offended any us right, today. I
1: know.
0: Just show so you now. Well,
1: we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true. We. <laughs> we'll find one person yeah, you can talk yeah. over. Yeah. So how um, many?
0: So how many items do you have on the menu at Tosca Tosca then? About forty. Oh. Goodness. Yeah. But it's it's
1: done in that fun way. I mean, you could you can order it you can order from 1 to 7 items, you know, and any any combination of it. But you could have all desserts if you wanted to. You could have all weird pig parts if you wanted to. You could have whatever. I mean, and it's it's really fun and it's and and because it's um we don't have a full kitchen in there. It's just it's just three guys and a microwave and a little fryer. And and I love it. You know, it's not not a lot of staff and the, Anyhow, that, that that concept was was great. It was during that time I still had Cafe Lucia, I think, and, and Shiso. Um, we, but I had a lot of confidence at that time. I was, I thought I was, I thought I was doing it all right because I loved TT so much.
2: You had a yellow Corvette.
1: Yes, I live in the American dream. Yes, I had yeah. to buy my... That was my second it was beautiful. Second midlife crisis. Is, do you still have it? Yeah.
2: I, yeah, it's gorgeous. No, I drew,
1: day like today, I drove it. Yeah. Oh, good for yeah. you. Yeah, no, I've wanted that car since I was 15.
2: It's gorgeous. Finally. I yeah. love it. I, I love it.
1: That's yeah, silly, but I love it. I love it. No, I mean,
2: <laughs> listen, you know, you we, we work so hard yeah. that if you can't have, like, the thing that you long for or you think you want i yeah. mean what's it for yeah I mean, no, definitely I, the kids you know yeah.
1: but yeah no i it's since my mechanic days that's yeah. when you know that's what i wanted it's so. awesome yeah that's fun <laughs> so <laughs> so i was i was really uh during that period tt had just opened i was super i think it opened before i don't i kept getting my years mixed up it doesn't matter um So during that period, very confident with TT, I decided, okay, I obviously know what I'm doing, right? This is what I'm saying to myself. So why not try something that I've wanted to do for a while, too, with La Salette? With La Salette, I felt, for some time I felt trapped, a little trapped, as we mentioned before, on the menu. I couldn't do much with what was happening. I was also being frustrated by the fact that I couldn't pay the kitchen crew what I'd like to pay them, Hmm. because of laws and and, and other things, so, um, and, so I decided, well, I'm, the only way for me to pay the kitchen fairly is to create a system where I can legally give them some of the money that comes in. Whereas right now, that's, that's not the case. If, a, you know, the servers make a huge amount more than the, the kitchen does, and there's no way to help divvy that out. Not that the servers don't deserve it, but there's got to be something more fair. And I, I can't really pay the the right. the kitchen crew more unless I raise prices. If I raise prices, then it's going to affect business. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do something that some restaurants have been able to pull off successfully. I, I'm going to just have a set menu, and it's going to include the tip, include tax, the whole ball of wax, and I can, I people can choose from various courses, and I could do things that I really am passionate about. Blah blah blah. So that was. That was right after the election. Yeah, it was early 2017. Then it was right after the election, so that was weird for a lot of people. There was, uh, <laughs> there was, it was like the worst rainy period too to January, and we just crashed and burned. I mean, it was. There were people that loved it and got it. Yeah. And it was financially we crashed and burned. I think otherwise, I was very proud. I've never been more proud of anything Aww. I've done than that. It was really I felt special. I still had some kinks to work out as a chef. You know, working out the whole system. But it was, it was passionate. I'd, I'd come in and I'd work for, we were closed just five nights, we were open just five nights a week. And uh, we would have staff meals just like restaurants do, you know, and, I, know. and, I, and, and I, would, I would cook for them. And we'd sit down, we'd have a little powwow before service like restaurants do. We'd get ready for service. We wouldn't take parties larger than four. Oh, it was a dream situation. However, the customer spoke, and and I listened, and it didn't work. After three months, we just decided this is not working. Well, good for so you. So we brought it back. Checked yeah. it out? Tried yeah. it? I had to. I think if I didn't, I would have always it been wondering. Been...
2: Exactly.
1: So, so I'm glad I did it. Um, you know, success is made on the backs of failure, so now I'm just more and more confident that what i'm doing is what i need to do with lost
2: do you feel like do you need another project are you good
1: no i'm pretty good i think i'm pretty good (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i i I think i'm pretty good i lost there's one thing i learned is that what 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 i do sometimes or is that i instead of focusing more on what i have right in front of me i'm oh I'm always, or have always like looked for other things to keep me entertained and busy. But there is, I've only scratched the surface of what La Salette can be and what TT is. TT is, you know, there's folks that sometimes will say, well, I wonder how T- Tosca Tosca is making it. Because it's a very naked restaurant. You drive by and you know when we're busy and you know when mm-hmm. we're slow. But TT financially is a great little model. It's doing fine. That's but awesome. I've only scratched the surface on, on what that place can do. I mean, there's all kinds of pig parts I can put on that I haven't even done yet. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where I can really have some fun. And uh, with La Salette, what I'm focusing on, because I can't really mess with the menu too much, we can always improve without a doubt, but I'm, I'm excited to bring in some of, the, some of the things I learned during that three-month snafu with trying mm-hmm. to elevate the restaurant to another mm-hmm. level. I'm trying to bring in some of those hospitality things. You know, How can we be better at mm-hmm. folding those napkins when guests get up? How can we be better at making people feel special, creating memories? How can we be better at making sure that we're not being too intrusive and too fake, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many little details that I, I, I could just spend the rest of my life focusing on that. I don't need more projects. That's probably what I should have done right. all along, actually. But how Shoulda you
2: know? woulda coulda. Yeah. How many times did I? Say yeah right. That? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, you've dabbled in a lot of things, no? Too, I which mean, I admire. on the
2: podcast, shoulda woulda coulda. I yeah. mean, well, I'm this. I'm kind of like, yeah, I want to try stuff and hopefully, you know, if it works, great. Yeah. If it doesn't, I would have liked to have lost a lot less money over the years of trying my whim. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but wait. What,
0: what's the one thing? Cause I, I think I know what the one thing is that you would change, but the, the one thing that you've done in the last 20 years that you say, Oh, you know what? I should have done this instead of that. Me? Yeah.
2: Oh, I thought you were asking Man. No, I'm asking um, you. Huh? Well,
0: I mean people don't a lot of people don't know that you had like that you did you had a restaurant called The Girl in the Gaucho or that you were planning to open up The Girl Under the Sea or something The Girl, some, in, the the girl in the Deep Blue Sea oh, the, girl the, cool. the Girl in the Deep Blue Sea that and the Girl
2: in the Garden
0: Right yeah, yeah. It
2: would have been vegetarian restaurant like 12 oh, yeah. years ago 14 years ago Wow Um I have more I have more things that I say, damn, why didn't I do that 15 years ago mm-hmm. yeah, right. than I do the other way. Yeah. So, I mean, whether it's, now I can't like right now we have fig bread on the oh. table. So right. bread and, and butter, it is, it's delicious. I had it, it's uh, freaking it's, delicious. <laughs> still panorama makes it, and it's like after 22 years, we now have fig bread. Now, how who much thought sense of that? I don't know, John probably. I mean, but it's like, where did that come from? Yeah, you know, out of nowhere. It's like, why haven't we been doing that the whole time? Right. Would have been like our signature. Right. Um, there was something else that we did. Now I can't remember. And he's like, well, be glad you already, we did it now. You know, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have any regrets. I mean, I wish I haven't lost so much money because it would have gone to other things and people yeah, and things yeah. like that. And, um I I wish which I cannot control I wish Sonoma wasn't changing the way it is in a bureaucratic in a rules and just there's a lot of things in Sonoma that are happening that just really unpalatable for me yeah. personally yeah, no, I could, um, it makes I, it very hard to do business. Yeah,
1: I couldn't agree more. I, I yeah. think my biggest worry uh, about this business is uh, is is that is the, the future. I really worry, you know, you heard my story about how I got started. I don't know how anyone could do that. I mean, no one so, could. So, so what does that mean when I mean, during this whole, uh, you know, minimum wage snafu? Um, there, how many of us restaurateurs just we're looking at each other, saying, "Well, it's been a 20-year run. Maybe this is it. Maybe it's time to roll." Yeah, yeah, and then
2: well, and now they're some of them are for sale.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean. Yeah, and I know uh, Harvest Moon, our neighbor, they're there. He, they're, they're, I don't know what the reasons were. Don't know, but I can't no. imagine that the looming minimum wage hike in January uh, helped. No, and and we're, you know. It's it's frustrating. I mean, we now are keeping. We're able to do it. I know you can't, but we're able to stay under twenty five employees, and we vowed we're not going to ever go over that. We're just not going to oh do it. Oh my god! So what does that mean? You know, that means I'm not hiring people where I actually could. You know, it was just three. It was just well, when 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 the city council voted in for the increased minimum wage, I had probably ten, maybe eight high schoolers working for me, and now I'm down to maybe three, because. Yeah. I can't justify no. paying someone with no experience, you know, that high a minimum wage. They will certainly be making more, but they need to come in. They, I need, it, they need an entry-level wage that, is, that I can afford right. so that I can then give them an opportunity to become better. And so I think it, it was a, a well-meaning but ill-conceived uh, minimum wage increase that is hurting people that they're not seeing. They're not seeing these kids, mm-hmm. these young high school kids that want to work in the kitchen, get their first job. And, and that I have to turn away it's it's really disappointing and that's just one small factor I mean you can talk about foie gras that I can't do anymore right. that's frustrating uh, plastic straws it just goes on and on and it's just really really frustrating single and
2: use cups on the plaza yeah it's this on this, uh, the lighting of the and I get that we have a lot of social needs and yeah. the planet has you know it's Things are deteriorating and, you know, we contributed whatever we contributed in a tiny speck of a million trillion people in the world. It is really hard. Mm -hmm. But to be like watching this, you know, the lighting the other night, Mm -hmm. they bought I don't know how many thousands of like, I don't know, metal tins.
1: Oh, Did you remember? I was working. I didn't
2: go. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and so they were, so you bought your glass with your wine, and you took it home. I mean, lots of people do that, Mm -hmm. but it was like, oh, my God, this should have been just an easy community, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can use a paper, you can't even use a paper cup.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a, you know... Unfortunately, in California, we end yeah, up taking the hit a lot of times we because we're the progressive ones, and so we're the ones we're like the test cases yeah. for everything. Yeah, um,
2: plastic bags. Yeah. Um, but, and then we're like, well, what do we put the to-go food in? Right. And then it's <laughs> just. Oh, paper. Yeah. I, it's, I it's mean, so, yeah. I was like looking up. I'm working on our um our cocktail menu. We haven't raised prices on our beverage on our cocktails in I don't know, ever maybe? Maybe like ever a little bit here really and there. <laughs> not not often.
0: Well, you always are very aware of not being more expensive than any other place well, on the square.
2: We may be after this price jump. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care. Yeah. Um, but just doing it and also like researching other people, you know, like what mm-hmm. are people? Well, one I find out is that no one's really publishing their drink prices online. Mm. Which I guess I mean our whole menu's online. People could see what we charge for mm-hmm. wine and food and everything, but when it comes to spirits, very few people. Mm. Why did I bring that up? Um, well, just about cal- reason because I saw something.
0: Oh, I don't know. I well, I was just talking about how California is the perfect example for me of of if you don't live in California and you're listening to this is we always want to do the right thing, but the problem is who's doing the righter thing. So we we want to get away from from fossil fuels so we put up big turbines to have wind power but then if two birds fly into the propeller and die then next thing you know you've got people in an uproar birds are dying everywhere from wind power the rarest birds ever (laughs) the ones that are almost we we always just take it to the next level to where it's it then ends up hindering you in the long run for from doing something positive because there's always another harm that is done by that change yeah and california is the leader of of those sort of changes.
2: Oh, that's what it was. I found a menu and I looked at a menu and it didn't have prices. It had calories.
0: Oh geez. I saw this in Hawaii.
2: It had calories. I don't even know where that line is. Like, am I going to have to start putting calories on every item soon? Uh, Oh my God. I was like, it's like out of hand people. Look, I mean, as a large voluptuous woman that I am. <laughs> I know if I eat a piece of celery or I eat a Reuben sandwich, I don't need to have the calories in front of me. No. I, I can tell what's going to be better for me. Seriously, what do we need to do this for? It's insane. Yeah. It's insane.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do a sandwich at Whole Foods that... Paul, you know, uh, Pablo Blanco has been having me go pick up for him. It, I think it's called The Godfather or something. And it's 980 calories in this yeah. sandwich. It's like, yeah, on a program that's it, like the like whole Like, I wouldn't day's normally worth. think about it, but the yeah. fact that it's written up there on the yeah. board, 980 calories. So now, of course, I give him shit about it. But um,
2: And yeah. you know what else I read this weekend? They are closing 91 retail stores across the country in the next coming year. Ninety-one hundred.
0: Oh, I was okay. Ninety-one. Ninety-one hundred.
2: Ninety-one hundred. Yeah. And then I looked at how many restaurants they're closing. Oh, geez. Thousands.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, it's
2: Applebee's, Fridays, Starbucks. I mean, every Boston kitchen. Thousands. I just like I'm like picturing the United States like with. Empty drive-ins like years ago, like when drive-ins went out of fashion, you know, you could be, and we're going to have empties, things of everything all over.
0: You know, Maria, my wife, Maria, um, last night I went to work and she wasn't feeling good. Um, for the first time they did DoorDash Mm -hmm. where they ordered Chipotle and had it delivered. It was the first time we'd ever done that. I always look at those commercials and think there's no way I'd order anything. Something by the time it gets to my house, I'm not going to want to eat it. And, and how I said, was I it? said, was it still hot? And she said, yeah, it was still warm. Yeah. Um. yeah
2: so this was my morning, um, today <laughs> <laughs> with DoorDash. Okay. And again, Are they this still is, laugh to you. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not very, too happy, but I have only really gone to DoorDash. I mean, to, to Twitter mm-hmm. as a complaining vessel Th- two or three times, maximum. One was about a month ago, when DoorDash put the girl on the Fig on their platform without asking oh, us, and yeah. we started getting Not people. Good. And today was when I found out the Fig Cafe was on it. Oh. So I wrote. Um, well, I have public. I have public and um, private messages.
0: You know what? I think it works for the Fig Cafe.
2: It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> work. So I wrote, um, seriously, DoorDash, why are you so unscrupulous? Are we going to do this again? I did not authorize our restaurant, the Fig Cafe in Glen Island, California, to be on your website. Please have it removed before we open today. Well, last night, and so that was my, um, that was the public one. Then, you know, somebody responds and they tell you, it's like a robo, you know, telling you what to do. So then I go, from the DoorDash website, when you try to deactivate, quote, this service takes the logistical pressure off of your restaurant so you can focus on the quality of, your, of the meal, unquote. Like, seriously, have you been to my restaurant or even understand <laughs> our logistics? <laughs> hashtag fail, hashtag fail, hashtag fail, <laughs> remove us. Okay, I, I don't like it, but I got results. So oh, it should be off. Right. It should be off. And then um, privately, I wrote to them. Not anymore. Right. It's not private anymore. But, you know, if you're listening, DoorDash, you need to understand this.
0: I forgot to tell you that this segment is sponsored by DoorDash. By DoorDash. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Please remove the Frig Cafe in Glen Ellen from your platform. I never gave permission. And last night, it was a total mess for my staff. Now it was. They, somebody ordered something, a driver came, how, yeah, they how tried you to know? pay for it. We didn't know. But yeah. when they came to pay for it, the credit card doesn't work. The guys like, I'm the DoorDash driver, we're like, yeah, who, no, who no. asked for you? And so we they finally gave them another credit card. But at 5.10 yesterday, the power went out in Glen Allen for about five minutes. Yeah. Shut down our POS mm. system, so they were doing handwritten tickets which mm. they God it was glen ellen so i'm like your program is great for the restaurants that's want to be on your program um but this is my restaurant i do not choose to have delivery service with anyone our food is not made for traveling we don't have extra room to pack to go orders we don't have enough staff in the kitchen or the front i do not want to lose customers that we have because of problems you create we have enough of our own All right. We're sad to see you go, but we'll honor your request. Submit this form. Oh, now I got to do work to get off of something I didn't ask for. But anyway, I digress because every once in a while you said we could be controversial. But um, (laughs) I I order from DoorDash.
0: That's what I thought. I was going to ask that you are a customer. I mean, I've
2: deleted it. I had I deleted the app, and then I had to download it again today to see if we were really on it. Which we were, and I was like, so I'm like, I'm not going to order from DoorDash anymore. This is this is yeah. terrible, yeah. but the, you know, between them not paying the drivers, the tips, between just it's just wrong. But, but it's so convenient.
0: But this is where it's going, though. This this is this this is, is the problem. This is what you were talking about about yeah. closing these retail yeah. shops and about you know yeah. we you don't uh, have
2: to have all these employees. You can you know you could. I I don't mind it from the fact that if there's like if I could do our catering kitchen, and turn a mini menu over there right. of things that would travel, right, that would be consistent, that mm-hmm. would taste good, mm-hmm. that Pizza, wouldn't pasta, disrupt salads. service, <laughs> maybe I would do it. But
1: yeah, well, yeah, no. That it's the the culture. Do you is do changing. it? No, no. We, well, we had one or two folks do you know the same situation you described. Uh-huh. And then I, at both restaurants, I said we don't do it to go for anybody just because it was getting too messy. Yeah. In the middle of service, you just, you know. It's how it ridiculous. Is. No, it, Do
2: it, you get to go orders anyway? Just random? Like the do, girl in the fig gets calls all the yeah, time. Yeah, I
1: imagine. No, we don't. We just have one customer who's been getting the same thing to go every Friday night. Oh. Since for years and years. He's the only to go person with wow. order. Well, yeah, because it just doesn't travel. I just wanted to make it simple yeah, for, and for the gosh, staff. To, you don't
2: need all those paper containers yeah, and one single yeah. serving <laughs> things. And soon <laughs> yeah. soon people are gonna have to bring their plates and cups and whatever yeah, to a, restaurants to get their orders to go.
0: Yeah. yeah, Hawaii I was actually there at the Grand Wyalea the other day, which is a Waldorf Astoria property. And it was the first day that they were using um, not single use cups for pool service, uh, which is like a huge like pool, acrylic. by the way, it's like acrylic. Mm-hmm. And then, so it was, it was funny being kind of a fly on the wall because, uh, you know, they said, leave it wherever you want around the pool. Don't, please don't throw it in the garbage. Right. Um, leave it wherever you want. We will pick it up. We're going to wash them and reuse them. So then the next morning, of course, with an 11 year old, we're one of the first people in the pool. And I hear, it's got to be like a food and beverage director or something talking to the guys at the bar saying, "Hey you guys, we got to figure out something with these cups cuz we tried <laughs> to dry them last night. They all have spots. They're Whoa. all still wet. We need to use them today." We so they hadn't quite logistically figured out how they were going to do Uh-oh. the whole thing. I think they just were told that they had mm-hmm. to have it done by a certain time. Um but yeah. the world's changing. Yeah. 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 How
2: old is your daughter?
0: She
1: is 18.
0: First year in is college. Is she
2: working? Right? Did has
1: she worked in the restaurant? she has off and on she's not a fan okay not a fan. Not a fan. okay no. I, I I don't know if she's heard too many war stories with uh-huh. the parents at home uh-huh. but but she's in fact, but she's realizing that it's it's a great job for for her certainly a college student or somebody getting started, yeah, so she's working at a little place in um in Long Beach where she's at nice. she started yeah, Very she's starting nice. to see she's starting to see and then she knows that that tuition money is coming from somewhere and i think she has more appreciation for our little right. mom and pops now yeah than than before so um. yeah so that's good yeah but um yeah you, you know you were talking about the, the climate and the and and doing business but for somebody young like her you know it's already hard enough for a young person you know to try buy a house and then you think about the complexities of trying to open up a small business and oh. and i was saying about you know let's say we get fed up and two, three, four of us decide uh, in, along the plaza to, to move on. You know, we put in 20 years, 20 some odd years. You know, how's that, what's gonna What's it going to look like? Who's going to come in? Some, you know, somebody like me that had to beg, borrow and steal everything I could just to get right. into my little place. You couldn't do it. I, I don't know how they would be able to afford to do that.
2: Well, That's, and there's a law that says if you're a chain, you can't come in, but the chains are closing too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, so I just don't Chico's
2: know. is supposed to close. I don't know about this one. Yeah. But it may be all Chicos.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The the one of the reasons I'm involved with the Visitors Bureau is that I I feel like I can at least voice my opinion to the board and to anyone who would want to hear. In that, I do worry about what Sonoma will look like ten years from now, and I worry if we if we lose these mom and pops and these even some of these small retailers and it's just going to have a different vibe to it, it, it and i can't imagine i certainly won't be that as interested in sonoma no. and and i don't know what i, th- I just, it'd just be nice to have a city council that can look in those terms um and and think about the health of these little restaurants and these little retailers and because it's hard and and these people you know a, a, an entrepreneur gives everything they have from when they wake up to when they get, go in at night, and that's a that's a resource that's that 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 is so great for the country as a whole. You're, these people are giving it all, and I'm just again no disrespect to anyone who just has a nine to five job, but <laughs> but you just disrespected another group. I know I'm pissing off their, <laughs> I'm I'm pissing off kidding. everybody, but the point is that you you do that is that's important work, but. But an entrepreneur is usually has already done five hours before that and is probably going to do another five or six after that. And and why why not give people the opportunity to to be all they can be, to to really express themselves to the fullest and live? I mean, I think this rest this business is rough and I, I hate it at times. But I ne- could not imagine doing anything that makes me feel more alive than this. Because at any given day, I can get a phone call right now. I have no idea. Anything can right, happen. Right, right. And, and it's exciting. And, and, and so I get really, really angry when people needlessly for stupid things uh, put more obstacles. I already have right. enough. Right, You know, really? I mean, so, exactly. so on it's the like... plaza, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk around a homeless person in order to go to Sign of the Bear to pick up some plastic straws. Is that what you're telling me? Right. Focus on something else, will you? Right. I get me fired up now. But geez, that no, gets me so mad. Yeah. But
0: it's weird that Sonoma seems like still small enough of a town that you should be able to talk common sense with think, people that are in those positions. No, you we get, try, th- you I get
2: tried. three minutes.
0: So let's have you, you know get what three minutes. Let's invite let's invite some of these people on the show.
2: Uh, I I don't. I don't. Oh,
0: that would be. Difficult.
2: I do not think that would be a good well, idea. Well, let's
0: let them explain themselves.
2: They're not. It's no. <laughs> I, know. I have to. Agree. I mean, I'll talk to any. Yeah, I mean, it's, because we, we've so kind of been down that road. We've been bit. down that road. We've yeah. talked and talked and talked until like you're blue in the face, and now all that minimum wage stuff and all that stuff that happened happened before the planned power outages, so that couple days. That the the first power outages, the girl in the fig only being down one day, was down over twenty thousand dollars in the payroll that week. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so that you know, it was like, wow, this is great. Our payroll is down twenty grand, but that's all those people that didn't get paid I have no way to pay them there's no insurance there's no nothing mm-hmm. but things are gonna happen as the more and more this happens people are throwing out food people are figuring out their generator situation or whatever but there's no insurance for this no and January we're gonna be paying $15 and actually 1350 and you're gonna be 1250 mm-hmm. so why? And whatever, I'm happy that you get the extra dollar an hour, but I do not understand the fiscal reasoning mm-hmm. why my business with more than 25 employers, employees, should pay more than someone with 25. It, my margins,
0: yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Workman's comp.
2: It shouldn't. I I should be getting. I should be getting the 1250. My workers' comp is based on the labor. So every single person that's on the yeah. payroll well, pushes yeah. the workers' comp sure. up. Yeah. There's no yeah. real difference. If you have more seats or more people, you are still taking it in and pushing it out, taking it in and pushing out. out. It's not like we're getting a whole other bundle that a small restaurant doesn't get. Small restaurant can make the same amount of profit that a large restaurant can make. And a large good restaurant can make way more money than mm. a large bad restaurant. Mm. Yeah. A small good restaurant can make way more money than a bad large restaurant. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's like we're being penalized and I I feel that too. I feel we get penal the mm-hmm. the the more that it looks like we're successful and everything is yeah. A right. perception. Yeah. Right. The more that you look successful, right. the more shamed you get. Yeah. You know, it's success shame. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, well, sometimes I don't deserve success shame. You no. know, you don't know if I'm. A, a, I mean, the doors are open. There's a lot of people, but you don't know my infrastructure. You don't know what we're dealing with.
1: No. I mentioned that the, at the city council, I I threw your name out because there, as I said, and I'll say it here now publicly again is that there are few people in the Valley who treat their staff as good as you do. I mean, since, since the beginning and, and who donate as mm-hmm. much as you do mm-hmm. and then to have a, a slap in the face now of being penalized, even beyond what I'm being penalized for trying to do the same thing you do. It's, it's just, it's so wrong. And, it's insane. and, and, and I understand that it's like a, a, a one, a, a one, you know, I, it's like one law that they think is going to cover everything. But restaurants are different. There are laws that are already on the books that hurt restaurants or how they can divvy out the money. Right,
2: Like, like how, about, or how about the law of how many hours an employee can work before they need to take a break. Right. Like the break time oh, is yeah. like exactly when the guests start coming. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you guys have prepped all morning. Take a no. break. We'll tell the guests that we'll be back in a half hour to start serving your food.
1: <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, it, there's so much. Oh, it's... Pre- I know, yeah. And then you... Yeah, you go from... Oh, it just goes on and on. Yeah. How do you guys do it? Well, we drink. I don't know. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do I, I don't speak know. for myself. No. It, it, but, but there's nothing more... There's nothing more in uh, thrilling, too, that when you have... A young kid who mm. who from high school who really barely knows how to dress properly and and uh, <laughs> you know and show up on time and you work with them and you mold them and you you coach them yeah. you nudge them you yell at them even a time or two you do what you got to do to try to help them be a a, a, a functioning young person Human, yeah and and then they 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 start to see them kind of taking their first steps and being a a good young man or a young woman and and then eventually they move on to to do whatever maybe they get better in school maybe they go decide to go to a trade school or high school or culinary school that is you have to for me anyway and i think you too you you have to remind yourself of that and that's what really makes it rewarding yeah but even that's being taken away from me but (laughs) yeah because i can't hire these young kids you know as like i used to but So I don't really know. I mean, we, you know, we, we've got together day
2: by day. Yeah. yeah. One day at a time. And
1: I'm kind of tired of complaining about it, but I really don't know what to do about it. We've had a meeting that, you know, a few mm -hmm. weeks back, which was very good, but. You did. We had like the
2: largest turnout in a restaurant owner manager slash meeting. I
0: think I saw that on Instagram. I saw Fred from Starling was was there. uh, Well, Ari posted Um, it. Yeah, I
2: we posted it after, but Ari posted on Instagram. He got over four hundred likes. Yeah, like oh my god, and so that was the thing that said okay, we need to be telling people how we work together, how we promote each other, yeah. how we yeah. share, how we give, how we do whatever. Only six of us responded out of like twenty.
1: All right, so you yeah.
2: know, just on the twenty four hours, yeah. like what do you do in Sonoma Valley in twenty four hours? Well. I'll go to Tosca Tosca or I'll go get a massage at the Fairmont or I'll go, you know, drive through scooter. whatever it is. And it may not be a big, it may not be anything, but it's like, you got to do stuff. You got to try stuff and hope that someone wants to talk about it and get people excited and have a reason. We were, we were packed this weekend.
1: Yeah, it was a busy weekend. It was, it was a, a very,
2: weekend. very busy weekend. It was a great weekend. Yeah. Last weekend was a great weekend.
0: Yeah, I was gone for both of them. I missed out on a lot wow. of money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back to last night with crickets. Like, yeah, where did everybody go?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Though, you know, last night, I have not been to the... I don't go to the cafe very much in Glen Allen anymore. I used to live there, but I really don't go. I feel bad. Not bad enough to go more, but but we went last night and sat at the bar and had an amazing dinner. Like I'm talking like it's not my restaurant. It was an amazing dinner. And I got to watch the guys cook. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman that was working the salad pizza station, I mean, our pizza was amazing, and he made the most beautiful fig salad. I'm like, why doesn't every fig salad look like this? I mean, it was an exceptional meal. And that's the part, I think, also that, you know, it felt really, really good to be there and just have an amazing dinner and go, yeah, we you do a proud. good job. I yeah. was mm-hmm. proud. They didn't treat me any different. I watched. Yeah. yeah. You know, they yeah. had to take care of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah. But we make the world a better place. One meal yeah, at a time. exactly. A little bit at sure. a time. We try. I it. mean, that's
2: all we're here to do is yeah. make people happy and feed them. I mean, it's not rocket science. No, no. It's not not being a mechanic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got to know a lot of stuff. I don't even know where my dipstick is.
0: <laughs> do, I know, do cars I know still have the dipstick I, yeah, I, that's because I'm a mechanic. Even, that's the one thing know. I can locate.
2: I don't even know. Does my that's maybe right. my car doesn't even have one? You don't need to know. Just let yeah, the let exactly. the mechanics handle it. Yeah. Well, this was very, very, very fun. Yeah. I, uh, the... I know we went long probably today, did we?
0: No, that's fine. And we didn't get to talk about Portuguese wine. I, oh, um, go
2: well, ahead.
0: I, I, what I love and. Because as a student going to school, I never really was into history for the most part. But I loved, once I got into food and wine, that I learned about history through food and wine. Mm. And it made it so much more interesting. And I love, I was hoping we would talk about Madeira a little bit today. But um, I just love the whole story. I love when I'm pouring Madeira for people. And and if they don't know what it is, I, I get to tell a little story about, you know, that it used to be. That used to be like one of the most popular. It was at one Mm -hmm, point the most mm -hmm. popular wine here in the United States. That everyone drank Madeira.
1: The Declaration of Independence was toasted to Madeira wine.
0: Amazing, and people Mm. don't don't know these things. That it, and and I think it was. How many
2: Madeiras do you have on your list?
0: I have at
1: TT. I probably Kim. Who does most of that? I probably have about six. No, about seven or eight Madeiras. And we have one.
2: One.
0: Well, yeah, it's one, well, it's one it's one of those we're things. We're represented. We're happy
1: to yeah. be there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we
2: have one everything.
1: Yeah. No, you got a lot of stuff. That's fine. You're <laughs> and you're and you, you know, for me it's easy. I just have picked one country and yeah. stuck with it. So. Yeah. At least with uh, with TT.
0: And and do you um what for Madeiras are people drinking them just, you know, after dinner is that That's for the most part? That's generally
1: what people do. We try yeah. to suggest those that want to have an aperitif to have a Circial, the sircial, the drier Madeira. Uh-huh. There's a four different Sweetnesses and there's a Cercial which is the driest of the Madeiras. Uh-huh. That one is perfect for an apéritif, or yeah. something beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then yeah, the Madeira is, is very, it's really, it's especially delicious for folks that don't like uh, really sweet syrupy ports, right? Because mm-hmm. even the malmsey, the the sweetest of the Madeiras, will have a crisp. Bite at the end. Of, it'll have a more of a finish as opposed right. to a lingering
0: port stickiness syrup.
1: And some people yeah. like the syrupiness. I mean, yeah. a thirty year tawny, that's pretty darn good if that's yeah. what you're in the mood for. But if right. you're if you're in the mood for something that's less syrupy, but still sweet, then the Madeira's the Madeira's is great. So, so, wow. Rookie.
0: I think that's DoorDash calling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Excuse me. <laughs> so is malls Malmsey. What are Mom-Z. the other three?
1: There's Malmsey. There is a Bual. 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 B-U-A-L. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. And then I there is it. the Verdeo. Verdeo. B-E-R-D-L-H-O, I believe. Verdeo. Yeah. And then there's a Circeal. Circeal. Circeal is the, is the driest, and then momsey is the sweetest.
2: Yeah. So our menu says momsey, but we really have Bual. Oh. until we reprint it this week well, but there. i just found that out <laughs> finding, when you like really start looking at things like i was like checking all of the sizes of the bottles oh, yeah. 750s, right. milliliters, 750s 500s yeah. 375s because you can't price everything the same right, it doesn't cost the same yep vintages that are wrong yeah Phrases that are wrong places that are wrong yeah, styles it's, it's awesome it's great it's a,
1: it's a lot of balls to juggle
2: yeah. something's gotta yeah it can't well, be you yeah. know but then what would i do if i didn't have this to do
0: today yeah well once you get it all straightened out you can pick a new project i'm going through the same thing uh, yeah I at the fairmont with vintages like and vineyard designates and yeah mm-hmm. it's never ending
2: spell it like apostrophe s or just s like you know Hanson's, Tito's. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Stag's Leap. Plantons, yeah. <laughs> no, Stag's Leap, that would be a good one. But anyway, so two restaurants. Um, La Salette is north, uh, south east ish.
1: No, it's just directly across from the plaza, from the uh, Visitors Bureau, which is right about the center of the plaza.
2: Okay, but that's on the east side. Yeah, we're on the
1: east side of the plaza.
2: And Yeah, east side of the plaza. Open?
1: We're open lunch and dinner seven days a week.
2: Lunch and dinner seven days. And how do people find you?
1: com is okay. the easiest way.
2: And then Tosca Tosca. Tosca
1: Tosca. We're open until about 10, 11 uh, every night. We open up at 1130. All, we're open all day Straight
2: long. through? Yeah, mm-hmm. straight
1: through. And then uh, Tosca, com. Mm-hmm. Best way to find that we don't take reservations there so just that's awesome. come that's in. And how many seats do you have about 30 in a little bit 30, okay 30 30 yeah that's 30 or great. so with a bar
0: i love that you serve straight through because for me and that's what i think the girl in the fig captures a little bit of is um people that are tasting wine yeah. And that go to a do a wine tasting, uh, you know, from twelve to two or something, and then th- they they, a- they don't want to wait until dinner. They're hungry, but they haven't yeah. eaten anything. It's like yeah. the perfect. Their uh, menu are all snacks. Yeah, right. yeah you perfect. Can have one or
1: twenty, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's awesome. And then Instagram.
1: Instagram by the same same things. Okay, cool. Yeah, nice and easy. Very cool. Check us out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I want everybody to check it out.
0: Portuguese is hot. Portuguese wines are hot.
2: Oh, yeah. D- did we ever talk about George Mendez? Do you know George Mendez? I've never met New him. York? I'm
1: uh, familiar with him. I think he's, yeah. you've been there. Well, it's,
2: uh, it's interesting. My brother used to be one of the partners for oh, that restaurant. Yeah. And um, not anymore. The partnerships have changed and people have bought people out. And um, I never met him in person. Uh, I've actually never ate there. Oh, okay. What was yeah. it called? A... Uh, Aldeia. Aldeia. Yeah, Aldeia. Yeah, no, Aldea. Aldea. Yeah, he's representing <laughs> Got a Michelin Portuguese star. Yeah, doing great. Um has a book out. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, we're slowly inching our way into the mainstream. The wines are the best the best way for folks to get oh, familiar. that's cool. You know, um and you know, the wines are great, very food friendly, very, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, if you like Italian wines, you'll love Portuguese wines. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a little less alcohol a little more acidity generally and just a yeah. mm-hmm. great easy I drinking wine. I think wines. Morgan
2: Bedrock is in Portugal right now. Uh-huh. He's posting pictures of being in Porto.
1: Great place to visit. Mm-hmm.
0: Watch, he's going to come home with all kinds of ideas, things in his head. <laughs> he's going to
2: want to do new varietals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's yeah. good for everyone. Yeah. Well, super fun. Yeah. Thank, thank you for you having so, me. I thank appreciate you so much. It was a great time.
0: Yeah. Now, if you want to go check out past episodes, go to thebikegoeson.com. And you can also go to Radio Misfits, listen to other podcasts. Uh, like the winemakers, if you want caffeinated comics, Mm -hmm. pull a shot of espresso, go listen to some caffeinated comics, Mm -hmm. um, or you shoot us an email, right? Yeah. Talk to us.
2: Yeah. And I can tell you that right now we're planning second Ah, helpings. Okay. It's called second helpings and there'll be live conversations and dinner happening in January and February. So we'll keep you posted on what's happening there.
0: Well, do yeah. you want to expand on that a little no, bit? No, no. I'm going to keep it. Just leave it as yeah, a teaser? No, just
2: like a teaser. Second okay. second helpings from Sandra and Brian.
0: Okay. And live events, and there will be food live involved, events. possibly. Oh,
2: yeah. Full on dinner.
0: And wine?
2: Of course.
0: Okay. I'm going to be there.
2: Yeah, you are. i going to be on stage talking. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Oh, there dear. will definitely be wine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. This has been Brian Casey and Sondra Bernstein along with Manny from La Salette and Tosca Tosca. Check it out.